Welcome to the inaugural podcast of Volunteer Profile. I'm Gene Gregory, your host, and this podcast basically is just an opportunity for me to talk with the volunteers that have made this station what it is over the last 42 years. And I could think of no better way to start this show off than the couple of guys who have made my job so much easier over the years and so much that more wasn't enjoyable. By design, I, I know it wasn't by design, <laughs> but you actually have done that. Um, not just easier, but more enjoyable because you guys keep me laughing. Uh, we're talking about the voices of sports at WKTV. Mr. Paul Cableman. Paul, nice to have you. And nice to be here. It, it is. <laughs> and Mr. Mark Merrick. Good morning, Mark. How you Good doing? Good morning. Good. Nice to be here. So, you two guys, and Mike was supposed to be here today, but uh, obviously he got uh, scared and ran. So, we'll make sure that we have some fun with at his expense. But you two guys have been doing this for, yeah, Mark, you said you've been here over 10 years. Yeah, 11, something like that. 11, 12 years. I don't know. I lose track of time. You do. And you, Paul, well, 19 years. 19 years you've been doing this. All in the sports department, too, right? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty I much. I did a Christmas parade once. Uh, I think I've done a couple other things, too. I can't think of right, right offhand what they were. but. So what did you, back 19, 20 years ago, what, what was it that made you decide to come into this place and get started? Well, I've this? been involved with sports pretty much since I was about 10 years old. And the irony of that is when I was eight and nine, my mother forced me to play baseball <laughs> just to get out and do something. And I hated it. Mark, get out of the but house. When I, when I turned 10 years old, that's all I wanted to do for some reason is play sports. And the good Lord's given me some venues in which I've been able to enjoy that over the years. Yeah. What about you, Mark? What made you come in here? Um, I actually came in through the back door. Ray Pueller and my wife were on the board here together maybe are still on the board here together and um, one of the uh, regular sports announcers Mike Bogart who was Ray Pueller uh, Ray Pueller's um, color man uh, was going to have knee surgery and was going to be out for a month and uh, Ray said to Judy one day at a board meeting, hey, your husband is not shy around microphones. <laughs> He's not shy around anything. And uh, knows a little about sports. Would he be interested in filling in for Mike Bogard? And uh, so she asked me, and I said yes, and kind of launched into it blindly. And they gave me a kind of a half-trial run in one game and said, I guess you'll be okay. That'll <laughs> <laughs> work. My story's kind of similar because I was doing stats for East Kentwood for basketball and football. Right. And Ray was doing a football game, and I'd give him the stats prior to the game. And one night he said, I need somebody to fill in as a color person on a basketball broadcast. And he said, would you be interested in it? And I'd done a little bit of that in college. So I hopped in and the next year, I was full time. So Ray is the guy that we truly yeah, we have to blame Ray. for yeah. getting you us. two guys in yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that that is interesting because Ray used to be Mr. Sports here oh, at this yeah. place. I He's mean, the godfather of high school sports for WKTV. Yeah, exactly, and he'd been doing it for how many years before oh, he twenty? Yeah, twenty eight or thirty. He had oh. like thirty or thirty one years in before he. Finally, had to hang it up due to health reasons. So there was time. There was a, a cross section where where the two of you guys all worked together mm -hmm. at one point. And you, yeah. at first, you just did the color for Ray on, on yeah. most of those games. I did, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And I did too. And then 
the following spring I started doing play-by-play for baseball and then we gravitated into football and, and basketball and I know from doing a vast majority of the games during the four years that I was here that you guys have uh, you guys have teamed up together in the football booth for you know ten years ever good ten probably yeah I, I missed one last year but I think eleven out of the last twelve yeah. years you guys it was you guys in the booth and then Mike down on the field mm-hmm. and then that's the way most of the games went I mean you know you had you have covered your share of high school football in this area I can it's, imagine and it's been a ball yeah and we've we've covered some uh, some big names who have gone on to become big names. That was, I was going to ask, have there, who have you covered that you can remember that? Uh, well, Drew Neitzel in, yep. in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered some of his basketball games. Um, I'm trying to think right now, football-wise. I know some of the football players that we have covered in local sports teams have gone on to D1 schools mm-hmm. and played and had pretty distinguished careers. So names escape me right now. Maybe you can think of some, Paul. Well, one that's coming up that's going to become most likely an NFL player is John Kenoy out of East Kentwood. I talked to his grandfather here a couple weeks ago, and John's actually rated the sixth best center in the upcoming draft. They project him to go in the fifth round, and they rank him number one in the country in pass pass blocking. You're kidding me. Really? And when so did he just? Because I've been. He's well. He's a senior. Okay, so so he's coming up. He's has he committed yet? Well, college or? Oh, he's played four years at Western. Okay, well that was a question. I thought when you said senior, I thought you said meant senior. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Okay. Well, I've been out of the sports scene here for a while, so you'll have to. Bring me along. We'll forgive you. So he's going to go you, you, in the first round, you think? No, well, they say fifth round. Fifth round? Yeah. Okay. And That's, you got a chance would, to cover him. Yeah. And he's know. a good kid. Well, he comes from good stock, too. Now, you've actually, not just players, but teams, there have been some really good teams that have come oh, out of yeah. western Michigan, about the Grand Rapids area, mm-hmm. Wyoming and Kentwood, um, over the years as far as football is concerned. Do you... Think back, the top teams that you can remember coming out of here? Well, one would be Kentwood's 2002 team that went to the Dome. Mm-hmm. In fact, my son played on it. Uh, well, he'll never forget that. Yeah, no that's that's that was... the only reason he knows those dates. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee There's a, That's a fact. <laughs> so they ended up going yeah. all the way in... in, in that, was, well, that was before my time, so yeah. Well, just this past year, Tri-Unity Christian made it to the semifinals wasn't it yeah tri-unity in basketball has been a perennial powerhouse uh, year after year godwin heights is another one godwin heights has um, been Mm -hmm. to the finals how many times and they've uh, won it south christian's another one Mm -hmm. and we've seen some just absolutely incredible play especially in basketball that i recall um a godwin heights team here a few years ago um, not only made it through uh, all of the Grand Rapids teams that they faced, but in the finals they faced uh, Detroit Martin Luther, was it? Or a Detroit, uh, one of the big Detroit schools. And uh, they were expected to be crushed in the finals down there in Detroit. And uh, they went down and blew the Detroit team right out of the gym. Um, in the finals, so we've seen some incredible play of basketball. 
Well, you got to do a game at the Breslin, didn't you? At the Breslin, courtside. I mean, a foot from the out-of-bounds. 4K TV or were you? 4WK TV. Really? Yeah. 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 I was not aware that we were allowed uh, once they got to the Breslin that that was all. There's there's some discussion about that because I have a friend that broadcasts for at Muskegon Station, and they go all the way to the finals. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So I'm not is it sure. a community station or is it a commercial station out of Muskegon? It may be commercial. Okay. That I don't know. I'm not sure. The best part of that was the media um, buffet. I was just oh. going to say the free food. <laughs> <laughs> a man after my own heart. I mean, they put on a spread down at the Breslin Center. I'm telling you, hot, cold food as, as far as the eye can see, and all the big wigs were down there to cover it, and uh, we got to hobnob with all the... Uh, big voices of the state of Michigan in terms of high school uh, basketball at that time. Beats so. the heck out of Jocelyn for a slice of pizza at uh, <laughs> Wyoming Lee's yeah. press box during football season, right? <laughs> yeah. We also got to broadcast at the Big House. Really? Which was yes. pretty cool. That was cool. And yeah. that was football, obviously. Yeah, it was football. Yeah. For we were probably 110,000 shy of capacity. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, were, there were 105 seats in the, in the um, um, press box. And we had we filled what five of them? Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was, was awesome a... to be up there. Yeah, when I was. when I told all of my uh, Michigan homers at church about that, they were so envious. Oh, I am too, man. We I got to go imagine. right up where um, all of the Randstadters, yeah, those guys, where, where all those Ufer guys, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, Bob Uford. You remember Bob? Oh God, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. The Whirling Dervish. Oh yeah. yeah, I love Bob Uford. Oh, that's I how I. Too. That's how I became a, a huge fan of Michigan football. Yeah. Was listening to him on Saturday mornings. I'm not a kid, Paul. As much as you think, <laughs> I've been around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit of a history there. We had so much fun down oh, there that did. day. Yeah, we, we really did. did. So who was who was playing down there? Do you remember? Kentwood. Oh, yeah. and it. It was a season opener where they invite, oh, was it a two-day event, I think? Yeah. Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. And um, I think there's, what, three or three, four games each day. Mm. Right. Okay. And I can't remember. Farmington Hills Harrison, I believe, is who they played that Yeah, day. I think you're yeah. right. And that was the only time that you guys had ever had that opportunity. Yeah. At the big house. At the big house. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. It was unique. So you guys have been doing this, and, and I guess we're kind of highlighting football and basketball here, which is most of you, you know, you've done most of those. Um, you, Mark, you've had some opportunity to do hockey. I don't know if you've, you've have you done hockey, Paul? Or yes, I, I did about four games over the course of the years, but hockey is not my number one sport, obviously. <laughs> I played hockey for like 12 years when I was um, coming through school and everything, so hockey is kind of my number one sport. And Ron Schultz and I have had a chance to do um, – a bunch of hockey games over the course of the years, and uh, that's been just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different kind of atmosphere. You broadcast from on top of the penalty box, and you stand up during the whole game because of the uh, the sight lines. Uh, and it's cold in there. <laughs> you should have led sure with that. You, that's what you lead with. It's cold in there. I learned. <laughs> I learned early on to wear long underwear to those broadcasts. But uh, we we had a lot of fun doing that, and we'll do some more this year um, at East Kentwood. They have a fine facility there, and they always put together really good teams. By the way, another 
athlete from the area that uh, made the big time Mike Knubel yes. um, right. came yep. out of Kentwood yep. and so Kentwood has produced some pretty respectable hockey players over the course of the years and uh, it's been our pleasure to call a bunch of those games. Now you guys, you've done games at Georgetown Arena too, mm-hmm. but those are yeah. usually postseason, aren't they? Playoff games? Or? I don't remember where that one fell in the course of the season, but we did at least one or two games yeah. at Georgetown. Yeah, I remember being out there doing those too, which is a nice facility. And you're right, East Catwood, it's a nice facility to watch a game, but yeah, it's cold there. Yeah, it is cold. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Patterson Arena is pretty cold too. I yeah. did three Davenport games over the weekend there. Did you really? Oh, yeah. It was, you wear long johns for yeah. sure and a hat and yeah. your coat and <laughs> well, gloves. Patterson, where is that? that oh, just that's the one of yeah, the north of 28th yeah. Street, just off of Patterson. Yeah. Speaking of cold, i got to tell you a story about Paul and I doing a game oh, at shoot. Holland Christian. I know Christian. where you're going with that. <laughs> we, did a, we did a football game at Holland Christian um, several years ago playoff now. Game. A playoff game, yeah. A very important game. I think it was South Christian, wasn't it? Yeah, South Christian yeah. and Holland Christian. And uh, so Holland Christian has, we'll say, limited facilities in terms of their <laughs> broadcast area. And so when we got there, we got bumped out of the regular broadcast area. It was a cold night. And they said, you can have a spot up on the roof. Oh, and oh. so uh, they set us up a table up there, and uh, Holland Christian is not too far from the big lake. No. <laughs> there was a crisp wind coming in off the big lake. I think there was some snow flurries yeah, in the some air. snowflakes. Oh, my God. And we sat up there in the open air, taped down our notes uh, so they wouldn't blow away, and broadcast the entire game from the roof of the Holland Christian um, press box oh. and by the end of the day neither one of us could close out the broadcast because our teeth were chattering <laughs> so and you probably didn't dress didn't think no, you were going to be no, sitting on a roof no, in, in the element yeah. so you're probably oh man and I rode with Paul that day and I think uh, his teeth were chattering so bad we couldn't even carry on a conversation. Oh, <laughs> they chattered all the way home. Did they? It was that Man, cold because that's that's two hours, two uh, and a half hours sitting easily. up on that. Oh, it was uh, brutal. It, it was. really was. I'll never forget that as long as I live. As soon as you said something, I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> well, you know, and then you contrast that with like the first game or two of the season when it's, when it's early warm. September and yeah. it's like ninety degrees mm-hmm. out, and you're sitting in those press boxes just, yeah. Yeah. just drenched with it. I mean, you guys, and a lot of people don't realize that that you know what you do, you have fun doing it. It's obviously because you can hear it when you guys talk about it and you love doing it. But I mean, sometimes the conditions can just be brutal yeah, for you yeah. guys and that's a perfect example of yeah. being outside but you know most of the time it's it's not too terribly bad and, and the conditions in the press boxes mm-hmm. are pretty good this is the best one you've ever worked at without breslin no no breslin <laughs> i was standing press boxes yeah uh, besides what? michigan yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what i'm saying regularly the east kentwood press box is really nice yeah. um yeah it is. several of the the press boxes that we visit are very nice granville, and I want, granville is excellent but i, I want to say too that virtually every school that we uh, visit and call games in their in their press boxes uh, really roll out the red carpet to oh, us yeah. Yeah, i mean they treat us good. so well 
and uh, with we, the exception of Holland. Yeah, left a little desire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they they really treat us well. They usually supply food mm-hmm. and uh, a great place to call from, and uh, are just very hospitable and gracious to us, aren't they, Paul? Oh, absolutely. It's just really uh, enjoyable to visit these different schools. The ads always go out of their way to make us feel welcome. And um, it's, it's a fun experience wherever we go. Mm-hmm. The people, though, that we should recognize that, you know, this is about volunteers, and the people that we really should recognize um, as we talk about these broadcasts are the ones who get there an hour and a half to two hours yes, early yeah, and set up and run cable. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Paul and I are used to walking in and we do checking our, our mics and doing a few note checks and making sure we can pronounce names and stuff like that. But the the setup people, the crews from WKTV that come in and prepare everything, they do the hard work. Oh, absolutely. Yes. No, I, I actually agree with you because for years I was part of that. And mm-hmm. I know it, it, it's interesting because... They are all volunteers as well, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Uh, you know, there's one paid staffer for each game that's yeah. usually there. Everybody else is volunteered. They're doing it because they love to do it, because they love, they're learning the craft of producing sports on TV. And, you know, again, you guys always take time to thank everybody at the end of every game. I've had many comments about that, how people always thought that was really cool that they were thanked. You run through the whole, um, you know, the crew, if you will. Uh, getting most of the names correct, uh, <laughs> most, of, <laughs> most of them. Most of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they you know they do it out for the love of the sport, the same way you guys do. And again, you guys volunteer the, your time as well. I mean, without you guys, it doesn't happen. You know, so. We always kid too about our on-field reporter in the uh, football games. Ron Schultz has done that. Mike Mall has done that over the years, and uh, different brave souls. Who late in the season are down there with the snow flurries and the wind down mm-hmm. on the field while we uh, sit up in the warm press box and uh, eat your and pizza, drink your yeah, coffee. Exactly. And <laughs> so those guys deserve a shout out too because Absolutely. they do a terrific job and um, they provide a perspective down on the field that uh, really adds to the telecast. Have you? What's some of the craziest things you guys have seen football wise? over the years as far as things that have happened down on the field or I know it didn't Mike get run over a couple of times <laughs> just kind of talking away and not realizing the play was coming at him and yeah we've we've seen I think a little bit of everything we we kid about um, officials that um, are signaling penalties that uh, we don't know exactly what the penalty yeah. is because their signals are so, <laughs> yeah. so unusual. We're trying to sort those out up in the booth. Uh, we've seen our share of good plays. We've seen some bad plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just uh, a little bit of everything. You never know what to expect. No, I remember one basketball game, final score is like 59-3. to three. And that was a little difficult to try and broadcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Keep, was that a, interested? Was that a men's or women's? It was women's. It was women's yeah. game. That was 
I think I remember that game. Was like, that was just that was like three years ago, wasn't yeah, it? It was a little while ago. Three, okay, because yeah. I remember what. No, actually, the the game I'm thinking of was prior to the one we were actually broadcasting, but it was one of those games yeah, it was like that. Brutal, but. You brought up a good. That's a good point. When you guys prepare for your games, and we like to do, the station likes to cover the schools in our listening area in Kentwood sure. and and in Wyoming as well which means you get to cover good teams, but it also means you have occasion to cover teams that aren't so good, aren't so good, are having trouble. Wyomingly had that stretch in 2014, 2015, where I think that one year they went 0 and 11? They went 0 and whatever. whatever. Yeah, Yeah. two or three years. And they were being outscored 50, 60 to four or five. How do you guys prepare for a game like for It's five? not easy. In fact, to tell you the truth, it's hard to prepare for games because we don't get a lot of information. Yeah, that's the... So going in, we can't do a real good pregame because it, we just can't get it. Mm-hmm. So bo- most of what we do is on air mm-hmm. and as the game develops. Yeah, most, we're, we're dependent on ADs to send us... Um, Rosters, let alone statistics and things like that. <laughs> You're lucky that. if you so, get a full roster. That's so true. we we do a lot of commentary on the fly. You might say mm-hmm. as as the game unfolds, um, we try to just pick up on on good things that are happening primarily. Yeah. And uh, it is funny because I and I've done my share of sports, professional, college, and with you guys here and that is one of the things that just stands out to me where in the professional ranks there's so much information that is provided the broadcasters it is all right there and really just everything you could possibly want total opposite for you guys you've got to dig for everything that you get Mm -hmm. and you're dealing with ad's and coaches that have other things to do and you know they're not interested in providing you with information and stuff like that another thing that really hasn't helped is the decline of the grand rapids press Mm-hmm. I mean, their sports coverage here locally is virtually non-existent now. No. Yeah, before I used to actually scout for Holland Christian's basketball team for roughly twenty-five years, and I could do a scouting report out of the paper based on box scores. You can't even find a box score anymore. No. And in fact, you're lucky if you can find scores. Scores at all? Yeah, really. That's true. Yeah. It's so really there's no uh, individual information no. at all available. No, that's very true. And a lot of the high school websites don't have any yeah. information on there, and you know, and then M Live is they're cutting back on everything too. So, so you, so basically, as you said, Mark, it's kind of rather than having a story and then kind of following that storyline during the game, each game has to present its own storyline. So you're creating each one individually from the we, start. We might pick up a little information on a coach or a star player. Um, once in a while we get that. Um, and that helps because it fills in some of the gaps if there's mm-hmm. a slow game, that kind of thing. Um, one of the challenges, I think, um, especially in the last couple of years, I don't know, with changes in uniforms and so on, uh, we don't have a spotter per se. We kind of, Paul and I, when we do football, kind of spot for ourselves. And uh, especially when we're at Kentwood, um, 
And Kentwood, the press box is way up there. I know. I mean, they give us oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> you got backpacks. Fortunately, they don't have an elevator, though. <laughs> but one of my pet peeves is teams that show up with uniforms of white and then white numerals. Oh. <laughs> or dark and dark numerals. Dark and dark. Oh, Seriously. That's crazy. That can be a real problem. Yeah. And... Uh, we we struggle sometimes to uh, spot for each other because uh, it's really hard to identify uh, players on the fly. A lot of times we we're dependent on our on our monitor, which yeah. is um, the camera feeds, mm-hmm. uh, to identify players after a after a given run or pass or whatever. Just because they're so hard to make out from up there. Sometimes we have to go down to the field and ask our feet on. Field reporters, yeah, who carried that ball? Yeah, I mean, the tackle, really, because you can't tell. You just can't read numbers, and uh, you know, you think I'm kidding when I say white on white, but yeah. that's not far from the truth. No, is it's it? not. No, really, well, it's, it's you'd tough. think they would be able to make it a little easier <laughs> on you guys, but come on. <laughs> when they design these uniforms, I think that they're designing them as the person standing in front of them, rather than viewing it from 74 mm-hmm. steps up from where we are. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and, and that's the other thing, too, is the games are not played from the standpoint of broadcast. The games are not played for TV. No. Um, high sc- or college games, pro games, so you see those, they're designed for TV, which means they take a little bit longer in between plays so that mm-hmm. replays can be run. Mm-hmm. They have their little timeouts. They do all that. In high school sports like this, it's just you got to get it and you got to run with it. You don't have a lot of time. If you don't get the numbers, it's like, ah, how do you get that? You, and boom, the next play is started and on you go. So, I mean, you, it, it is not an easy job for you guys. Well, I another thing, too, that. if I may, is statistically, I tried to do stats during the game. Right. But my stats are not official. So whatever I'm giving over the air is a best guess. Yeah. Well, nobody ever calls you on that, do they? No. Here we're going to call Paul. I had 104 yards, not 103. Come <laughs> I know, on. but I like to be accurate. <laughs> well, of course you do. But uh, without having that stat person or the spotter or mm-hmm. that person next to you, you got to do the best you can. And Paul does an excellent job. I, I, totally I make agree. no claims to be able to do that. I, I can't. Um, I can't write and watch at the same time. And so <laughs> I, I just am really dependent on people around me um, to supply me with some stats um, as I'm calling a game or even doing color for a game because it's just Paul does an excellent job. I mean, at the end of the quarter, he knows how many rushing yards and he knows all of that stuff. Um, I, that's just not one of my gifts. I'm, yeah. just, I'm not, <laughs> not that organized. <laughs> yeah, I happen to be one. So you guys have been doing this collectively for over, almost 30 years now. Do you still, how long do you think you guys will be doing this? Well, I mean, because you've become the Ray Puler of the next generation, kind of, so. I've already done my last football game, probably. You, seriously? Because my nephew is going to be playing for Byron Center next fall, and I want to follow him. Okay. Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Absolutely. And he's good. And, um. It'll be fun. So when you say follow him, do you mean just going to go there and watch and yeah. and not in the stands like well, regular people, I, Paul? Mentally, <laughs> I do the stats. You're going to be doing it in your head. Yeah. While you're sitting. Wow, yeah. that's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Basketball, Lord willing, I hope to be able to continue to do it, and maybe even baseball for a while. Well, it's not like you're sitting around doing nothing right now. That's you fun. have <laughs> East Kentwood. What do you do? The uh, I do football. PA, yeah, public for football, PA. basketball, baseball, track, wrestling. <laughs> I th- I think that's it. And then for Davenport, I have 15 different sports that I do. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't, isn't that, that incredible? And so, that's great. I mean, and, and... And I'm retired, so I can do it. I can get away with it. <laughs> you retired. Yeah. No, no, no. You've just switched. Okay. You've switched <laughs> careers is all you've done. I've been blessed is what <laughs> yes. it is. I've been, well, it, it's been a ball. I think Davenport and East Kedwood would have been blessed, but that's another story altogether. And you that's as want, nice as I'm ever going to be to you. That's as <laughs> <laughs> just ball do it. What about you, Mark? You well, I don't know. I'm... I'm Retiring this year, and so mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to football again in the fall. We just have a ball with that, um, and uh, basketball again. Doing some hockey in there. Um, you know, I'm going to take it year by year, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to try and get him on board at Davenport too. <laughs> I maybe do some stuff there. Oh, I I really enjoy announcing. But so, I, I so you're wanna... trying to steal our announcers, Paul? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to take him away from Yeah, that. because, well, the but more I'm... games he does with you is the less... Yeah, <laughs> look at this little guy. I want to I say, too, again, um, we... I, I speak for Paul here, and I speak for the other announcers, too. We trace our roots back to Ray Pueller. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And Ray's really the granddaddy of, of um, local sports telecasting and uh, broadcasting and um, he's the one that got us into it and um, he mentored me I think he mentored Paul absolutely he's mentored some big names um, in the area and uh, really he's he's the one we should look back to and thank for our start Mm -hmm. in uh, in broadcasting sports and you know I understand why he eventually got out of football uh, Paul and I kind of took over football. How many years ago was that? Probably Twelve years ago, I think. Yeah, uh, and he asked us both personally, which was very touching. Um, but uh, the current uh, trip up to the to the uh, press box at East Kentwood is seventy four steps, as Paul said, and that makes telecasting uh, an aerobic exercise. <laughs> Try lugging a camera up those seventy yeah, steps. Yeah, been there. Oh, yeah. And if you forget to use the restroom before you go there, that's another problem. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it can be challenging, can it? Absolutely. Yeah, it really yeah. can. Physically, it is. Well, in, in the, one of the reasons that I was asking about that is, is you guys, you still got a lot of good years left in you, and you, and, and, and you still you have a lot. Of, you have a lot of games to call. Well, if if you can do what you've done with Davenport and East Kentwood and still have a home to go to, then you're a luckier man than most of us. Um, but it, it may be not. I'm not saying it may be time, but this would be a good time for the next generation to kind of get involved in here, to kind of get some younger blood in here that you guys can mentor so that when, you know, it's gotten to a point where you don't want to make that 76-step climb every Friday night, you know, there's a, a new generation of announcers coming up. So That's a great point. Um, you know, and, and again, they're all, it's got to come from volunteers. So I guess 
what I'm the point I'm making is those of you who are listening, if you're interested in doing this, you have two of the best right here that would be more than happy to train you to, to you know to sit down with you to you know to guide you through uh, what could be a just an absolutely fascinating and you know wonderful experience which is broadcasting games uh, you know true you're going to get your hollands where you're going to be cold <laughs> and you're going to get your ice you know your games but there's always a Breslin Center at the end of the rainbow with a great buffet, eh? <laughs> from what I understand. Oh, yeah. That was a highlight. But we, we've worked with great people, too. The, the crew in the truck, I got to just a shout out to them, too, uh, week in and week out um, when we do broadcasts. Um, the professionalism that that group of volunteers led by one paid staffer uh, the professionalism of that that team is amazing. It is. I mean, and obviously we couldn't do it without them. The product yeah. is amazing. I mean, the the graphics, the replays, um, just the coordination of PSAs and uh, pregame shows and uh, everything that goes on in the truck is just absolutely first rate. And uh, the finished product. Announcers notwithstanding is pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty He's good. so humble. Oh, he is so, so humble. And I want to a shout out to my partner, too, uh, Ron. I telecast a lot with Ron, and uh, Ron is just a lot of fun uh, to broadcast with. He's a former athlete and uh, does uh, a great job as a color guy and play-by-play play for that matter because he knows so much about the games. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to do the same for Mike Mall, too. All right. Well, Mike had his chance to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, but, he's not retired. But you're right. So. Ron and Mike both are very gifted and very knowledgeable about they are. every sport that we've done. Now, there are others that, that you've dealt with, that other announcers that have kind of come and gone over the last couple of years, and um, some of them that are still kind of on the fringes and are there when you need them. I've, done, some of those I've guys? done a little bit with Mike Bogard. Mm -hmm. Mike stepped aside a number of years ago. Um, obviously, Ray. I mean, you, yeah. you can't go anywhere yeah. without yeah. mentioning Ray. Well, I'm, I'm talking about currently. Uh, Is it just the four of you guys that do pretty everything? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much yeah. yeah. That we've worked with. Now, there are a couple of guys that have done some of the water polo. Um, and some, yeah. your sport. You mean there's an actual sport? Don't broadcast. I I was telling uh, I was telling them Gina about um, my one experience with lacrosse. <laughs> lacrosse. They asked me at the last minute, "Hey, we need an lacrosse lacrosse right. you announcer." You did an excellent job too. And um, I said, "I'll do it," but I don't know anything about lacrosse. So they paired me with a guy who lives and breathes lacrosse, <laughs> and. It worked out beautifully because I just would ask questions as I was telecasting this. As I'm play-by-play in this thing, I'm asking questions. And there were great lead-ins, and he just supplied all the vital information on the game as we went <coughs> along. And it worked out really well. Lacrosse, ironically, is one of the sports that I announced for at Davenport. Oh, okay. And it's a great sport. It is. It is. It's just got its own set of rules. Yeah, yeah. How can and you say ironically because you do 15 <laughs> sports? It would be ironic if it wasn't a sport you covered. But, you know, in lacrosse, there's such a distinct difference between the men and women's games. Oh, yeah. Because the women's games, it's basically hands-off. 
immense. It's yeah, that's rough. Anything. It's the only game where they give you a stick and they that's let you beat each yeah, other. Rough. That it is really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about that sport. Yeah. I'd never play it, but I, it is yeah. fascinating to watch. It is. Well, it has been an absolute honor to have you guys in here for this inaugural broadcast of the, well, the uh, volunteer profile. To even be asked. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Now that the Mutual Admiration Society <laughs> meeting is over, we can call. Mark, thanks for joining us, yeah. Paul. As always, it's been pleasure. a pleasure. And uh, here's hoping to hear your voices for years to come on, this, on, the, uh, on the play-by-play for sports. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. Once again, this has been the Volunteer Profile. I want to thank Mark and Paul again. I'm your host, Gene Gregory.